Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Yeah, I do. Don't let you do it. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I think I get the title of this movie. I... I'll say daily. I could have been meaner instead of hourly basis, but I'll go daily instead. It was really difficult for me to watch this. Because you know I don't like the attention on myself, so when I was watching this movie about my life mm-hmm. and what you put me through, it was mm-hmm. really hard. Happy Halloween, everyone. You want to know what's scary? <laughs> Being married. Life. And having to watch movies yep, which for a this, podcast. This podcast about. We're, this is never going to end. <laughs> like, I remember when we started this, we're like, one day like this will be over. And we never like, come up with the concept that I can't stop buying movies. Well, no, 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 no. We didn't come up with that concept, Chris. You have a serious compulsion that I think you need help with. You can't stop buying things, period. Movies, Funkos, mm-hmm. pins, mm-hmm. comic books. Mm-hmm. But this, is a, this is all a nest egg. This is all... No, no, no it's not because all this sh- stuff's worth diddly squat. That, are you kidding me? Okay. The Funko Pops, mm-hmm. they're worth probably a quarter of what we've paid for them. Overall. No, absolutely not. Don't we do the math on it? Yeah, do the math on it. Do Man, the math on fuck, it. fuck, all right. Do the math on it. <laughs> While you do the math on that, I'm going to tell you the movies that we have are worth diddly squat. Well, those are just for my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. The pins, we like, you know, to enjoy. The comic books, comic books are... are sure, that's different. But the movies, which this podcast is about, you know that there's a lot of streaming services, which we actually... Look, there was a great article on Collider just the other day that was, like, talking about, like, why people still need to buy movies because, like... Because they have a compulsion. No, because, like, you never know. Like, the, the article's example was, like, Air Force One. Like, the guys wanted to watch Air Force One. Guess what? It's on no streaming services. So you gotta buy that shit to make sure you have it. There's so many movies that just don't, aren't available. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Except we actually have a subscription to Amazon Prime, right? So we have... Prime videos. We also have Netflix. We also... There's some blind spots. That's all I'm saying. All right, so I don't know the exact price of everything. So I'm just going to average out a normal Funko price is between... 10 and 12. So I'll do $11. Plus some of these items were part of bigger boxes. Boom. Look at that. Our collection is, like, on average, at least worth, like, $2,500 more than what we paid for. Minimum. Minimum. So you know what? $2,500. You know what that sounds like to me? The first year of rent in Jillian's college. Where the fuck is she going to school? I said rent. I didn't say tuition. I know, but... If it's tuition, you know, you know where she's going? Fucking DiGiorno you. You know how expensive rent is these days? No more $300 a month in the cockpit. $2,500 divided by 12 months 
is $208 a month. See, I told you. <laughs> She'll scrounge. <laughs> She'll figure it out. What are you talking about? I'm just going to give her all these each month. Hey, here's your month's worth of Funkos to go Here's your sell. allowance. Go sell these. Well, so that's just the profit. That's so really... Never mind. We're getting into minutia here. Uh, happy Halloween. It's a, it's a compulsion you have. Oh, you know what rhymes with compulsion? Repulsion. Just the name of this episode. That's where I was going with this, but you ruined it because you don't know how to pick up on cues. You should go back to improv class. I don't have to. I taught it. Um, Those who can't do, teach. Suck a dick. We hope you guys had a safe and sound <laughs> holiday. Uh, yesterday, if you're hearing, if you're listening to this when it's airing, this past weekend, a lot of people had their festivities going on. Uh, all throughout Halloween uh, week, building up to, you know, it being kind of a shitty... I hate being... I hate holidays in the middle of the week anyway, and this year we're full of them. Halloween's oh. on a Wednesday. Thanksgiving, of course, is always on a Thursday. Veterans Day, we get off on a Monday. Which is lucky. Cool. But Christmas and New Year's Eve are both on Tuesdays. New Year's Eve is not so New bad Year's because... Day. New Year's Day. Is well, on New Year's Day is on a Wednesday. Sorry, yeah. No. New Year's Eve is the main one because it's on a Tuesday. No. No. New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve are on a Monday. Monday, right. Because they're a week apart. Right. And Christmas Day and New Year's Day are on Tuesdays. Right. So Sorry. we have to go to work on Monday. So Then we're off. Then we're off we a day. we go back for three, two, four more days. Right. Thursday through Saturday. Yeah. Um, so we'll tell you about our twi- trick-or-treating experience next week because we're going out with Because we haven't done it yet. Yeah, we're going out with Jillian tomorrow in her cute little costume. Nothing major. We're not doing anything um, this year. Because we're old. And, and we ran out of time. And our time. main costume maker idea person had just baby. had a baby. Exactly. <laughs> so we get a break. Lolly gets a break. So exactly. That's we'll, that. we'll be back at the swing of things next year. Plus, I've never been the biggest Halloween person. I just I haven't ever really been. I had some pretty lame costumes as a kid. So um, Not like Rich Camelucci. Yeah. Uh, my best, my best Halloween costume was with Rage when we were Jane Silent Bob. Um, it's true. Yeah, and also we did the old guys from the Muppets for like an hour until we realized, oh, we're in fucking Gainesville and it's still hot as shit. Um, <laughs> there's no, there's no like recorded pictures of that ever at all. It's so sad. Yeah, but so. Um, but as a kid. Years, yeah, how many year, how many Halloweens did we have all together, like with the gang, like seven years, right? Uh, probably. I don't. Know. Something like that. How many years did 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 you and I do couple costumes? Never. Never. And how many did you and Rich do? A minimum of two. No, I think you guys did five. No, we did not. You guys totally did five. So freshman year, I was an inflatable turkey costume. I was a a midget on top of a turkey. Sorry, a little person on top of a turkey. I got second place with that inflatable costume. Then sophomore year, I don't remember doing anything. I didn't know you then. Oh, I think we had... I didn't know you yet. Oh, what the fuck was I? I don't remember, but Keaton and Tony were my parents. Um, I don't remember what I was. <laughs> I don't remember what I was. Uh, my Tony was just in a cheap nightgown, and my dad kept, and Keaton kept telling me to do stuff. Sidebar: Your mom is starting to listen to the podcast again. Cool. Um, <laughs> and then junior year, which was the first year we were all together. I don't remember what I was. Oh, that was would have been Jane, Silent Bob. I'm almost positive. No. I don't know. Senior year is when I was Jane Silent Bob. And then, no, I was CM Punk. See, I, I don't, like, I know, as a kid, better. 
I know everything as a kid. I was fucking Jim Tomey. You know why? Because you, you didn't get drunk. I was drunk. Shawn Michaels. You didn't get drunk at, the, at those times. I was a self-portrait. Look, my mom's listening to this possibly again now, so I can't shit on the self-portrait costume. I think I've talked about it on the show before. Everyone's like, are you like a weatherman? Like, are you like a newscaster? And like the kid that was held back every year that was like, oh, I get it. It's like you're yourself. <laughs> So yeah, so can we was... please be? Can we please be a self-portrait? No. Can we be a family portrait? No. It's stupid. I'm gonna get. <laughs> no, I'm doing that. That's perfect for tomorrow. We don't have a costume. I'm just gonna get poster board, cut it out, done. So I'm just gonna just stand behind us and hold it. <laughs> I. It was literally this giant, heavy wooden contraption I had to carry around oh, with no, me. Oh no, I'm thinking like a light thing. No, this was 1997 when this shit was difficult. Um, I think it was Hulk Hogan one year. I think it was Batman another year. I don't know. There's pictures of this somewhere. I don't want to relive any of it. Um, it's in our garage, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think. And then last year we were the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really do anything previous years, right? We just wore like shitty animal masks and went and terrorized kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, just, it's not my thing, you know? It's just a waste of money to dress up like somebody and, you know, uh, let me get drunk and watch other people look cool. That's fine mm-hmm. with me. Um, our weekend, our Halloween weekend, or the weekend before Halloween, was um, spent going out together and seeing a movie. Finally! Yes, first movie seen in a while. And despite Day my night. best efforts to see anything that's... Yeah, fuck Popular you. or notable at the moment, which we got to discuss our plans for Veterans Day and our plans for Thanksgiving. What movies we got to go see. We will. Um, Look, I don't want to see A Star is Born. Okay, I don't want to see it. Zangry said it was really, really good. I think I trust he Andrew Zangry. He said First Man was better, which I'm dying to go see First Man. Um, but you think I'm going to go see a movie because Andrew says it's good? Shall we look back at the movies Andrew's watched with us? Well, that's because of me. That's because of him. Um... That's true, Andrew and I do align yeah. more closely. Um, so he'll have both those, and of course we have Widows coming out we want to see, Creed 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, but we stopped and saw a movie that, um, kind of under the radar, um, but we were both really, really yeah, excited to see. Yeah, we both dug see. it. We both dug it. Saw Bad Times at the El Royale, and liked it. I, I liked it. That was very good. I thought it was very cool. Um, Drew Goddard, who did Cabin in the Woods, which we did this year on the podcast, one of our highest rated movies of the year. And your 2017 winner of movie we should have watched for the Mullet Awards. Reminder to go vote for the 2014 ones now. The information is in the description of the episode. Um, yeah, it was very, very good. I, I, I'd, I'd buy it. I'd re-watch it. Um, a little bit too long. Um, confusing, and not confusing in some parts, but takes a while to get to where it is. A um, couple questionable performances, but everything else is very, very good. A good Tarantino-esque film. That I enjoyed. I agree. Cool. Um, so yeah, go see it. Uh, it's hardly in theaters already. So, so try to find it. Do it while you can. Yep. Um, anything else? No. Okay. Let's get into our Halloween episode this year. A little bit different. It is a horror film. And we did draw it out of the box. And we drew out the box, so it kind of worked out. This is a Criterion Collection. Criterion Collection. Roman Polanski's Repulsion. Go ahead. Oh, man. The Criterion Collection, a continuing series of important classic and contemporary films, presents Roman Polanski's Repulsion. I don't have to read all this, right? This is just like the credits? 
no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman Polanski followed up his international breakthrough knife in the water with this controversial chilling tale of psychosis. Catherine Deneuve. Nope. How do you say that? Catherine Deneuve. That's not. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Go on. That doesn't count as a fuck up. Let me hear the rest of it. It's Carol, a fragile, frigid young beauty cracking up in her London flat when left alone by her vacationing sister. She is soon haunted by specters real and imagined, and her insanity grows to a violent, hysterical pitch. Thanks to its disturbing detail and Polanski's adeptness at turning claustrophobic space into an emotional minefield, Repulsion is a surreal, mind-bending odyssey into personal horror, and it remains one of cinema's most shocking psychological thrillers. That like it's Deneuve. Like I say Deneuve, you Catherine, say Deneuve. Catherine Deneuve. I think no, I don't think it's a fuck up. Knife in the water. I protest that as a fuck up. I'll let it slide, but if I lose by one, you're okay. Well, let's see what the score is right now. Put an asterisk. All right, I'll put an asterisk by it. Let's see what the score is right now. I remember that is the eighteenth box that I've read for this. Mm-hmm. For this, eighteen boxes. I've messed up four times. You have read 11 boxes. Mm-hmm. You've messed up seven times. Yeah, I don't but, think that I'm going to play you're going to lose by one. I'm on a streak is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Wait. I thought it was the end of the year. Okay, okay. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm running out of time. No, but, 250. <laughs> what episode is this? Well, do the math. So that should be 29. No, because some of them are... Some of them are... Um, oh, right, 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 right. One episode or, or, or something. But this is like 220 or something like that. So, cool. You know, so Almost cool. halfway there. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good, You're baby. good? Cool. I'm good. So, um, so I bought this movie, um, I, as you know, I love the Criterion Collections. I think um, it was just one that you wanted to get for free. Well, so they, they are buy one, get one 50% off or buy one, get one free, um, through Barnes and Noble or their website, kind of on a couple times a year basis. And I, every time I'd go to Barnes and Noble or like look at the list, like I'd kind of jot down ones that interest me or like things I've heard of. This was actually recommended to me by a friend, um, Robert Colomberti. Yeah, thanks a lot, Robert Colomberti. Who, uh, thanks who, a lot. Who, um, happy birthday, who had motherfucker. S- had seen... Uh, no, but legit, though, happy birthday. This is airing on your birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck. That's two days from now. Um, or when this episode is airing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so he had seen it and had mentioned it. It's like a really, really good like psychological horror movie, so... I bought it. I was interested. And it's our first time each watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Samantha can kind of attest with her comments just a moment ago that she really didn't like I'm it. sorry? You I'm sorry, what? You didn't like it. Uh, to say the least. How'd yeah. you feel? How'd you feel? Huh? I didn't huh? Really, you I like did, it? You no, dug it? No, I didn't really like no, it no. either. I didn't really like it either. Uh, what the fuck? So, I, I have... Many reasons why I didn't like it. Um, well, let's delve into them. Yeah. That's uh, what this is for. First one, right out of the gate. And we've talked about this recently with, you know, the news and the way of the world and whatnot. Is we knew at some point we were going to watch something or cross something that was going to be impacted, whether it be an actor or a theme or somebody involved, that, like, the news or, like, what we know about them would impact how we felt about it. 
Yes. Um, we'd reference like Kevin Spacey. We'd reference like Dustin Hoffman. Reference like a ton of fucking people. Um, yeah, this would be the first one <laughs> because Roman Polanski is you know pretty much known as uh, a a there was another fucking way to say it a a rapist uh, a, a not a pedophile necessarily but you know had a sexual encounter with a underage girl um decades ago it's why he does not set foot in the country and hasn't for I can't tell you how long um he has a I mean, and this is not the first time we've covered Roman Polanski either we, we did Rosemary's Baby right he was in Rush Hour 3 um and it's the kind of thing where like we just didn't like focus on because also he is like a semi-tragic figure with the fact that he was married to Sharon Tate um when she was killed by Charles Manson I don't know the timetable of everything this came out in 1965 this is his first English-speaking film I, I I don't know my history well enough to know like what happened at what points of everything Aside, but yes, aside from Roman Polanski's involvement, aside from that, going into the, if I had seen this movie, you didn't tell me who who was involved you're, in it. You're you're different than I am. I still wouldn't have liked it. Oh no, I'm the same way. But I I knew of it going into it, and as I'm watching it, and I'm watching kind of like the theme of it being you know related to um. A, a woman's, um, a woman's, you know, repulsion of the male race and what she does in turn to it and, like, her, her psychoses and her, and, like, like, seeing, like, some of the scenes and, like, the assaults play out, I was like, man, like, this being made by Roman Polanski... I don't want to watch the combination of right, this. Right, right. So, like, that impacted, that. like, me watching it because I knew about it. Beyond that, I just didn't like it in general. I thought it was... I thought it was slow. It I was thought very it was, slow. I thought it was boring. I think it made some some questionable decisions. What? Well, I'm picking my toe. You're disgusting. Please stop. Just don't look at my toe. Ew, your toes are gross. Um, Is it, so yeah, it made all these questionable decisions and everything. Neither of us enjoyed it, right? What? Why do you think this is regarded so highly? I mean, it's a Criterion Collection. One hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. One of the rare. Why? One hundred percent movies. Um, I think because it does. It's one. It's a psychological horror movie that is that for its time was probably very ahead of its time, a little bit. It, it was very different in that it's not about jump scares. It's not about you know right because it's that the violence. It's about you know cameras, angles, and spacing, and you know like the stuff I did like about it are kind of the cinematic. I'd say like the directing of it, but. They're, it's over-directed to a certain extent because, you know, I, I get bugged by certain techniques and mm-hmm. and shots that just seem to be the director showing off. Um, but I, I like, you know, when she is isolated 
and you know there's a, a lot of work with shadows and there's some quick cuts and the editing's really good yeah. so like you're unsure of what's going on like that stuff I that stuff I'm fine with I agree with that cuz and I think so, that so I think those, that part of that's why it's so highly regarded and I think that those characteristics that you just mentioned can be seen in psychological thrillers today as well mm-hmm. you know and it, that's one of those things that kind of has become like the trademark of these kinds of movies more so than jump scares and stuff like that. Just those shadowy, what's happening kind of thing. Now, my next question is something that I was thinking about. We want, When did we watch this movie? We, we finished this? it yesterday we finished and we started it, it on Sunday. So last night and today when I was at work and so on my break is preparing for the podcast, um, something that I was thinking about was like what this movie was about, right? So this movie shows... A woman as the main character, and it shows her psychosis, her mental illness, Mm -hmm. right? So, why do you think you and I, because we both knew from putting play on this at the very beginning that we didn't like this movie. Mm -hmm. We both made comments, we both were seemed disengaged, because that's kind of what we tend to do with movies that, that we don't like. So then I was thinking, well, what movies have we seen that also have, you know mental illness in them Mm -hmm. and we just watched split and we just watched this movie Mm -hmm. that shows this how this this male main character Mm -hmm. deals with possibly the same kind of thing because i i think that a lot of what this movie um kind of showed is her reaction her spacing out and things it showed it in the picture from when she was a little girl and stuff this is something she's always dealt with maybe because of a an encounter a sexual abuse, any kind of child abuse, sure. anything like that, that's how now she's disengaging from, like you said, the male race and yeah. things. I, I just thought it interesting that we saw these so close together and we had such that's different reactions point. to them. Well, I, I think, number one, because this doesn't give you any background exposition. or exposition yeah. or, or even, at the end, an idea of what, is going on. But then did it... It's but, all made... It's all left up for your interpretation. But then was it... But then wasn't one of the, I guess, minor cons of Split that it had too much? Too much exposition? And then you had a whole other movie leading up to it that built into that exposition? And this movie, in turn, was exposition for Glass that's coming out? It... See, the exposition and the background in Split bothered me just because it took away from the fun that I was having experiencing this character. That was more so my thing was like the performance and the charisma behind that personality and that actor I didn't want to go away from because it was it was it was holding my interest. This doesn't do that. I mean, she said what maybe 10 words? Yeah, and she just has, you know, you know I just, And it's, it's like it doesn't even build it doesn't even lead into it. Like you just see her fucking doing some nails and she, you know you 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 kind of get you sympathize with her at first because she's walking she's obviously a beautiful woman she gets kind of like like the stereotypical cat call from a construction worker sure, i think sure, it sure. was yeah, yeah. she has this man who she's like going out on a date with like they are dating right like having an affair no they're not having an affair yeah yeah no, that other guy no it wasn't the same guy I don't know, all these fucking pasty white British dudes all look alike. I, I honestly thought it was the same dude. Like, I was like, this is the Eddie Murphy of Britain, just but he's not doing any, like, fucking, like, costume changes. He's not in a fat suit. He was playing all the different characters. Um, what was his name? Colin? 
Yeah, Colin. Um, but that's not the same guy as the guy in the end? No, the guy in the end was Michael. That was her, her sister's boyfriend, which is also part of it. Like, she just didn't like him. I don't know if, like, she wanted him or, like, you know, she's reacting to, like, all of his stuff in the bathroom, like, invading her space and, like, being, like, standoffish towards him. Like, she just, like, from oh, the jump... Oh, that was the sister's boyfriend? Yes. It wasn't the guy she was dating? No. No, it wasn't the there guy she killed different... with a candlestick. Wait, what? There are, like, literally three white dudes in this whole movie. I know, but then I, but I didn't know what was real and what wasn't real. So, I think that that was also a problem I had, that it was very hard to distinguish her... And that's the point, right? Like Yes, I yes, a hundred percent that that's the point. It's it's on purpose. But but, <laughs> but it's hard, like unreliable narrators, let's Hashtag say. Hashtag Roman Polanski's so white. <laughs> unreliable narrators in books up in here. Or or any form of media are an interesting tool to use. I I, I think that's a really but, I think that's probably the smartest thing you've ever said in two hundred and twenty something episodes of this podcast. Thanks. But you run the <laughs> now risk. Now you're going to completely negate it. Go. But poop shoot day. What's going on? Everyone got the teeth. <laughs> I'm an unreliable narrator from my own band. I couldn't tell you what my songs are about. Can I tell you something too? Yeah. You know the latest episode of Muppet Babies? At the very end when Kermit's talking about how his booberry pancakes are gone. Okay. There's a picture of... <laughs> Baby Dr. Teeth in the background. Dr. Baby. Is that my name? Dr. Dr. Baby, Baby Teeth. <laughs> in the background. But then I was like, but a few episodes before, he was a grown man trying to recruit toddler animal to come I just forward. realized I'm the white rock Muppet version of Little John. <laughs> what? I'm a Muppet. And I guess I'm white. No, you're, you're purple. Lilac. I mean, like. You're lilac. What's that? Purpley. Okay. See? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what movie we're watching? Repulsion. I don't know what that means. Goodbye. <laughs> it's a really great tool. <laughs> uh, but it's also a risky tool because then you run into problems like this where you don't know what, not necessarily to believe, but you don't know what is real. I think that's the difference. An unreliable narrator is fine when you're trying to make somebody make up their mind as to like the the good and the bad of things. Mm-hmm. But the unreliability of like what is real and what is not is more difficult because you're not able to really react to things later on because you're either anticipating the rug being pulled out from under you or you're waiting for... Um, like it to be heightened, and in all these situations, so she she I'm trying to think all the hallucinations. So the, the apartment's like crackling, cracking, cracking. Like yeah, giant cracking. Yeah, the wall. Uh, like there's like hands coming out. I like the hand stuff. The hand stuff was cool. Um, like the walls are like morphing. Uh-huh. Like she'll close a door and you see like a shadow or like a person standing right, there. Right, like in the reflection. And then there's two or three like Rapesy? fake rapes. Real rapes? I don't know, because in one of them I thought it was fake, then she was on the floor butt naked. I don't know. Maybe she moves around in her sleep. Maybe. But, and then you have the, the landlord who actually tries to assault her. And obviously that's, you know, that's real, because in, it's seen later on that like, he's discovered when the entire apartment building decides to come in and check on what's going on. These nosy fucking 
wankers, I know I should bleep that out because that's worse than anything. Um, true story, if I can sidetrack for a second. Remember the uh, the raw guest host era? Uh, yes. Okay. So for those who don't know, uh, for about like a good solid two years, the WWE decided to fuck up their main programming. Uh, more than they usually do. And every single week on Raw, like Pee Wee Herman or like John Heater or fucking ZZ Top or Bob Barker. Somebody. Or I could literally do this forever. Go with, on, like, name host, them all. Name them all. No, would a host like the show. And they'd either be like in matches and segments, whatever it may be. And on one of them, they had like the Osbournes. And like they're going over, like backstage, they're going over like the scripts. I guess they did like, uh, I guess Sharon Osbourne was still on like America's Got Talent or something. So they're like having like a talent competition or whatever. And they scripted for Ozzy Osbourne to call somebody a wanker. He's like, well, I can't say that. Like, why? He's like, do you know what that means? And they're like, no. He's like, that's the worst thing like you can say. Like, what do you want to say instead? He's like, oh, call someone a cunt. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> like, we can get away with saying wanker. But we can't call somebody a cunt. So he was like, yeah, that's like wanker's like the worst. Is, is it like I don't know? You have better perspective. What, like, do, what do you think a wanker is? What does it sound like? It means it sounds like somebody who just like jerks off all the time. Yeah. So is it really that bad in Britain? I mean, to be a wanker? Is it a wanker better than a cunt? I feel like it... I mean, people call wankers all the time. It's like, um... Like bastard? Not as bad as cunt. Like a, like a, like a bitch. Like you're a wanker. Like you're I go, stupid, So annoying. here's what I'm imagining. Wanker's like the old school fuckboy. Yeah, I think that that's good. Cool. Like it's... Okay. It, um... A study by several British broadcasting organizations found that wanker was the fourth most offensive word in the UK after cunt, motherfucker, and fuck. Oh, okay. There you go. Because it's more, like, derogatory, more like a, a, in, like, an abusive way. Like a fuckwit. Jerk, jerk off, jag off. That's the same synonyms. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, off topic. Um, Where, how do we get on social wankers? (laughs) You were talking about raw... I don't oh, remember you how call, I, no, you called... Uh, I just called them in general wankers. The wankers. All the wankers in the building, yeah. So, I mean... So... But the problem was, this movie is an hour and 45 minutes. This could have been 45 minutes. Yeah, like, I think... Honestly, I was going to mention, like, like, if this were, like, a short film, I feel like it would have been, like, stronger. I, I agree. Better, because she's isolated. I know we can't have, like, a ton of fucking characters, but, like, it's all hinging on her. Um... It's it's slow. It's not exciting. There's no payoff. There's no climax. You know, and when you think things are escalating, like when she does kill Colin and she does kill the landlord, then literally, like, her sister comes back with her boyfriend. They find everything. They're shocked. And they carry her out. And then, like, the re- I guess the reveal is that she's just always been this way. Like, she's yeah. always just been crazy? Yeah. Like, she's just, always had this repulsion to sex, to males. And also, it just feels, I don't know, it just feels very forced. Like, it feels, it feels like they're trying to make, like, some kind of, like, fucking statement. And then it all, to me, leads back to the fact of who fucking made the film. And I'm like, I, no, I'm not, I'm not having it. I'm not for it, bro. Um, it didn't, it doesn't horrify me. It doesn't scare me. I didn't jump. Like I said, the most creepy thing about it is those fucking hands come out of the ceiling. Cause I'm well, also because I'm just glad there weren't dicks. 
Anytime I see a bunch of holes cut in the fucking walls, I'm like, oh, oh, glory hole time. Not that I've ever encountered that in my life. <laughs> in my life. You gotta whip out your dick and shove it in a hole. If I. <sighs> oh, look, hang on, wait, wait, let's see. This will settle if I fucked up on that name. Hang on, let's see. You have to unmute it. Catherine Deneuve. 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 What did I say? Deneuve. Uh-huh. Deneuve. I think it's okay. I don't... Because I, I don't speak French. You should have tried. I How tried. You, Catherine Deneuve. Mine was... Mm. Keep going. What were you saying? About glory holes and sticking your dick in things? <laughs> oh, yeah. So let me pick this right back up, please. Um... I think if I ever saw a hole cut out in a wall in public, I'd just have to put my dick through. <laughs> you would. You'd have to put your dick through. I just have to, right? It's like a compulsion. I like, think repulsion and compulsion. I think that this is like a... Th- uh, like, v- I'd see good. it and be like, hmm, that's interesting. They haven't filled that yet. What's that hole's purpose? Oh, it's the same size as my dick. I guess there's only one way to find out, right? <laughs> and then just hope that on the other end, there's not like... A hand or a mouth or a hole, another hole, no, but like you, you a, a human there's hole. There's like a, a hand or a mouth. Do I? <laughs> I don't know. Because there's a wall there, so I, I can't wouldn't see be on the, on the other end. I, okay, so that immediately makes it difficult to determine. Because like, I, this I, is how much we didn't like this movie that we're talking. We're about. talking about glory, glory holes, holes, wankers, and raw guest hosts. Um, like, there's a wall there, so I don't know on the other on the other side. What's happening? Or here's the worst part. Like, what if it's just a hole, and, like, I put my dick through it, and it's not, like, a glory hole. It's just, like, a hole. An inglory and hole. Like, yeah, exactly. And, like, somebody walks by, and, like, hmm, there's a dick there. And they just, like, flick it. And I'm like, ow! <laughs> I would totally flick your dick if it was in a hole. Like, like, or just, like, something even worse. Like, there's a glory hole. For some reason, like, the other side of the wall is just, like, oh, uh, it's a bee laboratory. <laughs> there's just, like, a bunch of, like, fucking bees there. Now you're getting ridiculous. Let's bring it back to reality here. Okay, talk you about this movie. are you sure. What did you like about this movie? <laughs> I liked. I liked that they lived in an apartment. <laughs> okay. This loosely formed the uh, a trilogy by Roman Polanski about the horrors of apartment city dwelling, along with the tenant and Rosemary's Baby, which we've already done on the show. Um, Another thing is, so, Rosemary's Baby. I thought you were going to talk about glory holes. <laughs> Another thing. So, like, a dick in a, a, a glory hole in a house a versus. A dick in a hole. Versus a house in an apartment. No. Um, I try not to do this, but, like, I had expectations first from Rosemary's Baby and how much I enjoyed that versus See, this. See, I didn't really enjoy Rosemary's Baby. You, you liked it more than this. I well, mean, yeah. but also, it's like. So hard. But also, that kind of had. That had like energy. This just had like no energy to it. It just was it very just was one, very, very, very until the end when it spiked because that adrenaline spiked. But even when it spiked, I like mean, you even in like out, the rape scenes though, like her adrenaline spiked. You were supposed to have your adrenaline spike with it, and it just was dull and. But even when it spiked, as you were pointing out, like so when she beats him with a candlestick, it's like totally unbelievable because it's like whack. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. sound like like she she was she was hitting him with the candlestick the same way she was like nailing something to the wall like yeah. no energy nothing behind it like 
if you hit me like that with a candlestick, I would laugh in your face, like thinking you were trying to like tickle me. Like, I don't know. I just it just wasn't believable. I don't know if that was the direction or the acting. Um, part of Both. it, and then the the landlord scene, which is like it way just too made long. Me uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable again. It's the point of it, but it wasn't right. like an uncomfortable that like I can like put myself in that and be like, man, this guy's like a fucking sleaze, and I hope like you know she gets out of it. Like I don't, I, I'm not rooting for her at all. I don't feel any sympathy towards I know, her but at all. I, I mean, I never wish. Did you, to... as a woman? No, I mean, okay. look, I never wish anyone to be in that situation. I never no. wish anyone to get raped or anything. Have to deal with that. There should but, not be a buddy. Here. But say there shouldn't be a buddy. Nineteen sixty-five and twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Things like what they portrayed in this movie as repulsion and horror and danger and one-offs are not like that now. I mean, they are in terms of there's still horrible things that happen, but they happen way too much. And I think that something that this movie did was was show how desensitized how do you say that word desensitized why isn't that on the fucking box desensitized we kind of are to to this behavior because in 1965 this seems so horrible because like how could anyone do that Mm -hmm. how can how can somebody put up with this or how could somebody have to deal with this you know the cat calling was really like the worst offense yeah that's not like there were still rapes and things like that, but it wasn't as rampant as I feel as though it is now, and how media attention and things make it to be. Um, watching that scene with the landlord, I was like, it's sad that that happens. Not like, oh my god, that's terrible. I hope that never happens. It's that sad that that has happened mm-hmm. to this person in this movie, plus who knows how many young girls living on their own trying to pay their rent to a landlord. Yeah. You know, it, 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 I, I don't know. I guess it's just such a different society and reality nowadays that some of these things that are supposed to be these psychological horrors are, but don't have the same impact because you see it everywhere versus something different. But there's even the stuff beyond, like, so, like, her leaving like this like raw skinned rabbit oh, man. out oh, man. Why, to I just can't... rot. Oh god, <laughs> that's disgusting. That was more alarming than anything I saw in this movie. Was you almost throwing up about a, a rotting skinned rabbit? Can you stop. Are you kidding me? No, it was so gross. Please don't. It wasn't a real rotting skinned rabbit. <laughs> Is this like an involuntary reaction? Yeah. Every time I say skinned rabbit. <laughs> it's so gross. Please stop. It like really like, it gave me the, cro- I, I couldn't look at it because it was just so disgusting. Skinned rabbit. <laughs> okay, that one's And on. I love rabbit. I, I, I do. I enjoy eating rabbit. You dig on rabbit? I've had rabbit, yeah. Ugh. It's really good, actually. Ugh. I've been to a few chef's tables. It's a really, it's a delicacy. It's really good. But... It just, I don't want to look at it. Just like in, like, if I go to a Chinese restaurant, I don't want my duck staring at me. Oh, true. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> I didn't say anything there. I'm thinking of it. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of now? If, stop. No, no. Stop, if, stop. If, stop. I saw, no, if I put my no, dick through no. a glory hole. 
And now I'm always going to associate those two things. And then a rotting rabbit on the other side. I'm never going to be able to look at your dick again. It's <laughs> so funny to me. It's just, oh, cool, glory hole. All right, man. What's happening? Nothing going on. What's that fucking mm-hmm. smell? <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, I kind of mentioned the stuff I already liked. I mean, I, I kind of liked, like... The early part of it where, like, when, before, like, her family leaves, like, before her sister and her her sister's um, lover, like, go away for holiday. Lover or boyfriend? I mean, the the same thing. What? So, Carol. That was the same one? What, this, they weren't fucking, they're like the Usos, and you can't tell the difference between, like, identical Oh, I can tell the difference between the Usos. Like, they, these two fucking white, limey punks look nothing alike. Really? Those two don't look anything alike? No! Yes, they do! No, they don't! They look exactly alike. You're horrible. Um, I kind of like, like that stuff. Um, you know, like, her reacting to them, like, fucking and... Her, you know, like, moving his things and, like, kind of, like, the reaction. She's, um, like, a petulant little child. Yeah, like, uh, that's something. Like, like her reaction to, like, like I didn't get the theming of, like, her watching, like, the church outside or, like, uh, basically all the stuff outside. I guess it was just, like, the frivolity of it all. I guess. Because also there was, like, that, like, traveling band that was playing outside, too. Yeah. That she just, like, reacted nothing to. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. Sorry. Um, let's get an MVP and LVP. Uh, all these fucking people the same. I guess I'll have to handle this one because they all look alike to you. Yeah. Um, I can't really tell. At least difference. it's this white person movie. Um, do you have any? I have an LVP. Who's your LVP? Catherine Deneuve. Okay, I I'm taking this point now because you still can't do it. Catherine Deneuve. Catherine Deneuve. Deneuve. There you go. Catherine Ew. Deneuve. Can picking your nose. No. No, I put on your blanket. No, I don't have my blanket. Can you get me a tissue? No, I have to get up to get a tissue. Get up and get a tissue. I'm going to no. wipe it on you. Put it in your drink cup that's no, empty. I'm drinking it. There's nothing in I'm it. I'm eating the eyes. Oh, my God. She wasn't my LVP. Why? She's close. She Look, the whole movie rested on her, and she had nothing interesting. You didn't root for her. You said all of this already. Who was worse? For her, I feel like it's the flaw of the character and not the performer. She did it no favors. Okay. And I felt like, you know, I honestly don't know what else that character would be except kind of a almost comatose, fearful, frightened nothing, you know? Uh, The guy that played Colin, John Frazier, the... um, which one was Colin? That's the one who got killed by the candlestick. The one that was trying to go after her. The one who she was, was dating. By. Like, technically. He was a court And he's her, like, oh, I'm in love with you, whatever. And yeah. then the just, girlfriend just called and said, I know he's there with you. I guess, yeah, yeah. And then right? Like, Somebody called and said, I know yeah. he's there with you. And you then his pasty ass trying to break down that door. And yeah, 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 yeah. There was also that scene where, like, him talking to, like, two other dudes in a bar and, like, him trying to pretend to beat up a guy or getting mad. 
I just thought he was very bad and very, very, not over the top, but I just didn't like him. Okay. I thought he was particularly bad. Um, I, I did not like Catherine Deneuve either. Um, Deneuve. They'd be my, they'd be my two. Um, also, there was a... You know, also was very weird. There's a lot of weirdness in this. So all like the manicure like scenes, right? So like, I was gonna say that those were a nice break. Well, there's that one scene where she's talking to this other woman, and like they seem to be like I don't know, like flirting or like hitting it off with one another. And they're like that was the only time in the movie she was like laughing and like like chatty and whatnot. And it was like really weird. I don't know if there was a point behind it because then the very next scene, like her boss is like giving her like a brow beating, and then she cuts this lady's finger. Um... I didn't like the boss lady. Uh, yeah, so either one of those for me. Whichever. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a Catherine Deneuve if you want, just because I get the point. Like, if if sh- if somebody else brought some nuance to it, maybe it would have been better. Yeah. But, you know. MVP, uh, I mean, you probably don't have anybody, right? No, no. it's, it's actually... Like I said, I liked, I liked her sister, and I liked... The guy who played like her lover, um, here you know what here's a, here's a trope that I'm glad is gone in film. So I I, I know who I'm going with. There. I'm gonna go with this sister, um, Yvonne Ferneau. Um because she seemed to kind of juggle a lot of different like characteristics. So mm-hmm. when you first see her, she's you know talking, nice, supportive sister. Then she seemed to be, you know, a little, like, upset and ornery about, like, her sister's situation and, like, yelling at her. And then when she comes back, like, she kind of played, like, a good, like, frightened, like, almost scream, scream queen almost in those last moments. And the other thing is, you know what I'm glad is a trope that's gone? Men slapping sense into women. In, oh, man. When, ooh, when she got hit. Like, so she comes back and she finds, like, the, the place a mess. She sees, like, she, I don't think she noticed the dead body underneath the couch. And then, like, she goes in and sees, like, the, the, she sees Colin, like, dead in the bathtub. And, like, she freaks out. And he comes in and, like, he's trying to, like, find out what's going on. And he just fucking slaps the shit out of her to get her to talk. And then she still doesn't talk. It's just weird. I hate that. I hated the ending of this movie. Like, my least favorite part of the movie was the ending. I hated the entire movie. As, as much as I was talking about, like, I like this woman's performance, it became comical. And they're, like... Seriously, like, all these old fucking people just like, oh, what's going on in here? Yeah. You gave her some brandy. And then there's that one old dude who, uh, who just, like, came in. Did he just take something? It was all very weird. And I, like, it felt like a sitcom almost. Yeah. But it was being treated for, like, for reals. Um, for reals with a Z. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I like... You know, like, the main people are still alive. Catherine Deneuve, yeah, she, she was a Bond girl, I think. I know she fucked Sean Connery, because it, um, it was a reference. Uh, was she? Hold on. She's one. She's a well-renowned she, she, actress. She starred a, a lot um, against uh, Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. Um, I guess she didn't. I'm just thinking of that sketch. Uh, I'm just thinking of um, Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy, where he talks about just women he's banged. <laughs> so cool. he's probably just referencing Catherine Deneuve in, in that regard. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, so we'll give it to Avon for no, um, just because. Whenever you say all the names, they all just sound alike. Because you, yeah. Catherine Deneuve, Yvonne Fernand, Ian Hendry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, give a shout out, not a shout out, but the landlord. I think that guy did a good job of being just an utter creep. Yeah, yeah, so, he was real creepy. Yeah, so he was real creepy. So good, good on you, creep, creep landlord. Creep, 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 creeperton, creep, creep. Um, Score time. Yeah, you do n- it, nothing you, else. No. I had a score in mind. I'm repulsed that I had to watch. I had a score in mind uh, for like the first hour and 20 minutes of the movie and then like the last like 15, 20 minutes like literally drove it down a full point from what I had. Because at Mm. first I was like, I can appreciate... Right. That's the hard thing about this. Like I hate this movie. But I can appreciate the nuances and why. But at a certain point, I was like, "No, like no." This, that, so the other. I'm giving it a four. Oh, I was gonna give it a three. Okay. Just a three and a half. I'm sorry, I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I fell asleep a couple times. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Yeah, that's why we had to, to watch be quite it. Quite honest, why we like had to watch days. it over two days? Um, because it it was it wasn't shocking. It wasn't horrific. It was just. It was just boring and monotone and awkward and yeah. not the right ways. So I agree. So, so three and a half. A three and a half. So that's our our uh, our horror film for the year. But maybe we'll get another one out of the box. Reach oh, yeah. in. What are we hoping for here? Well, so we got the holidays coming up. We got Thanksgiving coming up. Of course, Jillian's birthday is on Thanksgiving. Um, so if we can, you know, kind of start getting in the festive mood. You know, we'll go for it. Or not. Or what is it? A fistful of dollars. Oh, God! Really? No! Oh! Should I use my mulligan? Are we officially doing mulligans? Did we say that we were going to do mulligans? You were the one that fought against doing mulligans. It's not fair. I mean, this is the movie that we drew. Because that's, that's like either the... the prequel or the sequel or whatever the fuck weird-ass thing is to Good, the Bad, and the Ugly... Which is super fucking long, which we just watched a couple months ago. It's up to you. No, no, we we can't. We shouldn't. This is what we do. This is what we have to watch. <sighs> Let me just look and see how long it is. Hold on. Uh, fistful of dollars is... Oh, it's only 99 minutes. Okay, I feel much better about this. Okay, it's not like yeah. the longest fucking thing of all time. So we're not doing a mulligan? This is Clint Eastwood's first leading role... So again, like, so this is forever going to fucking confuse us. So we already did the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we're doing a fistful of dollars now. It's collectively known as the Dollars Trilogy, or the Man With No Name Trilogy, but he's not the same character in every one. But he is. But he's not. But he should be. I don't know. Fistful of dollars. We're watching Trapped in Paradise next. <laughs> What's Trapped in Paradise? That's that comedy movie with John Lovitz and Dana Carvey and Nicolas Cage I told you about. That was my nomination pick. When? I picked that after uh, after Split. Or what did we watch last week? Huh? Death Becomes Her. Right, that was my pick after Death oh, Becomes right. Her. Your yeah, nomination, yeah. I picked that one. Yeah. 
Okay. So we 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 we're good. We don't got to celebrate Thanksgiving or Jillian's birthday for a couple weeks. So, you know, we, we just, just gotta nice. get through these. Yeah, I guess a fistful of dollars. Oh man. I guess it's appropriate. Red Dead Redemption Two just came out. It had the biggest weekend of entertainment like ever. Really? Well, it's a video game. It cost like sixty bucks. It made like seven hundred and thirty million dollars the first weekend it came out. Because it's cool. sold like ten million copies or something. Well, I might get it on Black Friday. Oh, because you played the first one so much. Look, man, if I get it for cheap, I want to do stuff more. I want to play. I know, but we have a two-year-old. Fun. Yeah, well, eventually she'll do it, too. So why? I'll just fucking shoot some horses in front of her. It'll lead to her development well. <sighs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married <laughs> Movies. Man, it's so... When the most excited I've been this entire podcast would be getting stung by a bee through a glory hole, there's something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Marital Movies. We encourage you, as always, check us out at arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the other ones in our network of shows. Of course, support by going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. Um, that's where you can find the Mullet Award show. Make sure you vote, 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 vote for the 2014 awards. We're going to be um, wrapping that up here in the next month before our actual 2018 Mullet Awards, which are the big, the big ones we do every year now. Uh, follow us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. And, yeah. I think that's it, right? Did I hit it all? Did I get it all? Huh? You got anything personal huh? plug? What? You never listen to me. Like, like you should be ready. When I'm done with plugs, you should have your final thoughts, like, on top of your head. Okay, cool. Ready to go. I I will. If the next time I do the introduction, you have your first thoughts ready. Hmm? Hmm. Hey, see, how that feel? I don't care. That's every day. Yeah, that's a fair point. Didn't think of it that way. I'm going to throw this box at your head. Ah, there's a box that hit me in the head. No one gets that reference. It's a reference like four people get. And we're two of them. And the other two don't listen to the show. Well, fuck you. Fuck you. No, you drew fistful of dollars. You drew repulsion. Damn it. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. You're a terrible improviser. You don't give anything. You say no to everything. No, I don't. <laughs>